Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Been saved a while. You accepted Jesus a long time ago, and I think sometimes we forget that the cross is for everybody, no matter how difficult they are. The cross is for those who have never accepted Jesus, but the cross is still just as much for those of us who have accepted Jesus. We need, we need the cross. We need to remember the cross. Last week, I believe my first point was you gotta, you got to remember the cross and think about the cross. It was brutal. It was terrible. He was abused for us. He was torn apart. He was bloody. He was bleeding. He was dying so that you and I could stand in God's presence without shame. So that you and I, after the sacrifice of the perfect lamb who satisfied the law, who satisfied the ceremonies, who satisfied the requirements of the law, you and I could stand before God one day unashamed because of the blood of Jesus. Not because of our works, just our faith in Jesus. That's it. Somebody say faith. 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 Today the cross is, number one, the cross is forgiveness. Oh, the cross is forgiveness. Somebody say forgiveness. Let's go to Isaiah 118. Isaiah 118. I love this verse. The Lord says, come now, let's settle, the, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they're, they're just deep, deep, dark red. They're obvious. You're bleeding all over the place there. I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. And he says it twice in two different ways. Is that important to you? It is. It should be. You've got to remember the cross. You've got to remember what Jesus did. He bled and he died on that cross. He suffered all the way up to that cross. He suffered mistreatment, rejection. He was questioned. His motives were questioned. From the beginning, he had a questionable beginning. John chapter 8, the Pharisees are de debating with him. And if you notice, they say, we know who our father is. We're not born of fornication. Who is your father? They questioned him. Because, you know, he was born of a virgin. And folks, you know, just stuff gets out in a community. They're like, his mama, she didn't know any man that way. She was a virgin and she just gave birth to him. And the Pharisees and the religious people are going, uh-huh, yeah, right. We're like, Joseph's just a good man. He's covering for Mary. He loves that woman and he married her pregnant. Well, that, that was a child of the Holy Spirit. That was God in the flesh. He started off from the beginning being rejected and despised. He had favor in many ways. But even on Palm Sunday, he marched into Jerusalem triumphantly. And he rode a donkey and people were laying garments and palms. And as he rode in, and they, they said, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to God in the highest. And a week later, they were shouting, Crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. But because of what he did on that cross, oh, that blessed cross. Let's go to Ephesians 1, verse 7. Ephesians 1, 7. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son. Say, man, I don't know if I need forgiveness. No, you know what? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I believe many of you, you've even set your, as you've lived righteously, you even set yourselves apart from the world and you've become holy. You still make mistakes. You still need forgiveness. We still need forgiveness. And don't you ever forget that as a believer. Apart from God, we need forgiveness to come to God. But even when we seek God, we still need his forgiveness. So this point is so important this morning. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom 
with the blood of his son. Can you imagine the very blood of heaven? That's number one today. Somebody say forgiveness. Some of you right now, I don't know. There may be someone in here who says, you know what? I don't know if I can be forgiven. Oh, you can be forgiven and you will be forgiven this morning. When we pray again, if you didn't accept the forgiveness of Jesus a while ago, when Pastor Jen prayed, you will at the end of this message, okay? And I'm not going to go real long today. Number two. So if you have forgiveness, you can have eternal life. My brother told me that he had a dream. He told me and me and Jen, he had a dream of my mom. And he hugged her and she looked beautiful and well. And he said, oh man, how much he missed her. But she was all right. Eternal life. I remember when mom passed away, we said, man, if we really believe this, then we're going to believe this or we're going to live it. Mom is in heaven. We're not going to grieve like those who have no hope. Mom's in heaven. Somebody say amen. amen. Those of your family who have gone on before you and they accepted Jesus, they're in heaven as well. You will have eternal life. You have eternal life. Let's go to John 3.36. Who doesn't want to live forever in perfect health, peace, satisfaction, in God's presence? Scripture says the sun itself, the physical sun that the earth revolves around, doesn't need to give its light anymore because God will be our light in heaven and in the new Jerusalem. There will be no shadows. All light, 24 hours a day. Actually, there will be no more day. It's just all bright and light. And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never what? experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. Wow. The cross forces a decision. The cross forces a decision. We see the cross. Sometimes we don't even think about what the cross means anymore. We say, man, I've been saved a while. There's those others that says, man, I, I just, I don't even want to think about that. It's a bloody religion. I've heard people say that. It's a bloody religion. Well, it required blood. It was his or ours. It was his or ours. And it was what many have called the divine exchange. He was ashamed so that we didn't have to be ashamed. He was nailed to the cross for heaven's sake in his undergarments. Bloody, beaten, torn up, and crucified like a criminal. I told you last week, the Romans invented it. And it was a brutal, brutal way to die. It was execution style. But his feet were nailed together. And either his hands underneath his thumb or right into his wrist there, were nailed to the cross. And the problem was, when he'd get weak and hang and put pressure on those feet, then he couldn't breathe. And when he needed to breathe, he had to put pressure on those feet again to push up. And it was up and down in grief and pain and suffering and horror and terror for you and me. They would begin to choke and drown on their own blood, so they had to push up. But they had to push up on those two feet that were nailed. There was no sitting there was no complete standing. It was just terrible. It was, it's like you're in limbo. What do you do? What an awful, what an ingenious and diabolical and satanic way to be executed. It was shameful. But he was innocent. The divine exchange. His blood, so that one day in the spirit he could put his blood within you, there'd be a divine transfusion. You'd have the blood of God and you'd be back to where you needed to be in the Garden of Eden in the Spirit, the way God created Adam and Eve in innocence and perfection. You say, man, I'm not perfect. Well, Scripture uses the word perfect a lot and it means mature in the things of God. You can be mature in the things of God and God will see you through the filter of the blood. Somebody brought this up Wednesday night. They said the cross is so powerful because it affects our perception and our view. We see the world through the cross and the world sees us through the cross. 
Their vision may be skewed, but ours gets to be clear. If we really see the world through the cross, we say, man, they need to have their moment with God. That's why we do hoops and hot dogs, not just to eat hot dogs and go home. We do hoops and hot dogs to be a blessing to you, sure, and be a blessing to each other and to serve, but man, so we can have somebody. It's all worth it if one person today has their moment with Jesus at the cross. And those of you who said, man, I've already had my moment at the cross, have another one because it's time to freshen up that heart, freshen up that spirit, and to say, man, I'm hungry for you again, God. I've felt dead. I've felt cold. I haven't cried in a while in your presence, God. I haven't prayed in a while. The world needs their moment for the first time. You may need another moment. You always need a moment with God. You need to have ongoing moments with God. Can you imagine if I was married to my wife after these 13 years, and I said, man, that first night I met you, we had our moment, and that's it. No, we always have moments. We had a moment here, right, just looking at each other, just being in God's presence saying, here's hoops and hot dogs again. And Jen loves hoops and hot dogs. She loves organizing, loves being a part of it and serving. And here we are just looking at each other going, here we are in the ministry together, dressed in the same t-shirt. In Air Force Ones. Somebody saw me this morning, and I guess the light was shining just right, and I had on those teardrop shades, and they go, man, that was a great compliment, by the way. They go, you look like the transporter. Thank you very much. He's pretty cool. So you have eternal life. Eternal life. Life forever. So don't ever let the devil lie to you about what you've got at the end of this road on earth. This is just the beginning. Don't let the enemy and don't let your flesh and don't let the world lie to you about, oh man, this is it. I've got to do all this because this is it. And don't, don't lose sight of the eternal perspective that God has given us through the cross. This is not the end of the road. And I move into our third point today. You have hope. You have hope. Don't lose your hope. Let's go to Romans 15, 13. Don't you dare lose your hope. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow, is that powerful? Let's read that verse again. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not over yet. Somebody say, it's not over yet. Uh-huh. Some of you have gotten stuck in some areas. You say, man, I need to lose weight. I need to gain weight. I need to get healthy. I need to get this right with my husband or wife. It ain't over yet. Somebody say, it ain't over yet. God wants to do so much more in you. He wants to do so much more through you, so much more for you. I pray that you're all writing down people's names that you got to pray for, that list of 100 folks that pastor's been leaning on us about. Pray, pray, pray for these people. They need it. They need it. Sometimes you wonder, and it's come to our minds lately, is man, is anybody praying for them? Is anybody praying for that person? So everybody you can think of, put them on that list, that prayer list, and keep praying for them because they need the hope that you have. And I need to remind you today that you still have hope because you serve the God of hope. You've gotten another chance. Better things are coming in life. Rejoice. Somebody say rejoice. Somebody say this, I will rejoice in the hope of the cross. Let's give the Lord a clap offering this morning, if you would, please. Rejoice in the hope of the cross. It's not over yet. Many people lose hope. That's, that's where suicide comes in. I had a kid several years back. It rocked the whole city, a high school kid that killed himself. And then there was a junior high, a middle school kid that killed himself. 
social media and the pressures of life. Did you know that too much social media actually makes folks experience symptoms of depression? I'm going to tell you all right now, the people on social media bragging about everything, it ain't always that good. It ain't always that good. It's a lie and it's filtered. And some of them are as bald as me. They're wearing a wig on social media. I don't know. But it ain't that filtered life all the time. You see bloggers and actors and actresses, oh, they look great. Yeah, they look great, but if they're doing so well, why do they need to keep getting married four, five, six, seven, eight times? Why are they at odds with their children all the time? They look great. They look successful, but are they successful in more than one area? They made money. They could recite lines in front of a camera. They could look good in pictures, but man, they need Jesus just as much as you or I do. But there is hope. Somebody say, there is hope. There is hope. Number four. The cross gives direction. Because you are forced to make a decision. Somebody said this in Bible study. I love this word they use. They said the cross gives direction. Because you're either going to march toward it or march away from it. Say, oh, I want God. That, or you're going to try to go around it. And here's the deal. People don't understand that. They say, I'm just not going to think about the cross. In not thinking about the cross and not accepting Jesus, guess what? People are rejecting the cross. I'll do that later. Well, you're rejecting it for now then, aren't you? Even as a believer, we've got to think on the cross still. We've got to think on the cross. And the cross, it gives us direction because, once again, it, we are forced to make a decision. You move toward it. You move toward God or away from him. Scripture says, choose today. Someone say, choose today. Choose today who you will serve. Accept or reject, yes or no. I love what Jesus said here in Luke 14, 27. What does this verse say? And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. It's amazing. I see people, and they've told me this over the years, said, me and God have an understanding. We're fine. I don't go to church. It's hard to walk saved and be saved if you don't have a church home, according to Scripture. Why? Because we are the body of Christ. If I took out my liver right now, or one of my lungs, this is a little gross, right? It was extracted from my body surgically, and we just threw it out there. It would die on its own, wouldn't it? Cut my finger off, apart from the body, it's dead, it's useless. And we hurt without you, and you hurt without us. There's other people that need to be part of this because they're hurting without you. They're hurting without Jesus, but they're hurting without being part of a, a true family, the family of God. The cross provides direction. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened and overburdened. Come unto me, and I will give you rest. He says in one translation, I will give you rest for your souls. How many of you know that rest is powerful? Scripture talks about entering into his blessed rest. Rest means I can trust God now. I'm taken care of. He's given me hope and direction now. I can lean on him. I've given him control of my life. I've got somewhere to go. I've got somewhere to be. Little baby niece, Camila, she's so sweet, so beautiful. From a, I say from a young age, she's still very young, but right away, it seems like a few weeks out of the womb, it's, it's like she had somewhere she needed to be. Like, what are you doing? Like, she needs to go somewhere. She's moving like she's got to go somewhere. Well, I've got good news for you. You've got somewhere you're going, so you stay on the path of the cross. It's narrow. It's narrow. It's not hard. It's challenging. Scripture says the way of the sinner is hard. 
You watch people apart from God and say, man, it's so hard. Well, you know what? Life is challenging. Either way, serve God or not, you're going to go through stuff. Serve him or don't serve him. Accept him or reject him. You're going to go through stuff. But Scripture says the righteous fall seven times and they keep getting back up. They keep getting back up. Say, oh, no, I'm not. You seen the Rocky movies? He gets up and they're like, no, stay stay down. You're getting whipped. No, I'm not done yet. One of the movies, it says, Rocky, we're going to make a doll. It's going to be the Rocky doll. Man, it can take a terrific beating like you and still not be torn up. Well, man, can you imagine just getting up like the righteous? That's a, that, is a good, that is a good view. You saw how many times Rocky gets knocked down, but he always gets back up in those movies. And God gives you direction. Let's go through these points again this morning. Forgiveness. You still need forgiveness. You always will. But man, you need, to, you need to lead someone and guide someone and just be an example to someone so that they can have their moment with God, with Jesus at the cross. That's number one. Number two, forgiveness says, oh, you know what? I've been forgiven so I can have eternal life. If I'm forgiven, I can spend time with God by the blood of Jesus. I can be in his presence. I can spend eternity with him. That's number two. And eternal life gives me hope. Number three, eternal life says, man, I can swing out. I can swing out into eternity with the hope of Jesus, the hope of Jesus and what he has to offer. I have hope. It's not over yet. Somebody say, it's not over yet. It ain't over yet. Praise God. And number four, you have direction. It may, you may say, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want God. Well, then you're rejecting the cross. You're rejecting what Jesus did. Or you say, I want God. Well, then you were forced or compelled to come to the cross. Or you said, I'm not going to do that yet. And you get direction. Try to go around the cross, whatever. You can't get into heaven, though, without the cross. can't have a peaceful, blessed life. You can't be in the blessed rest. You can't walk the narrow path without the cross. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. Keep that image in your mind. He did that for you. The cross of Jesus was for you and it was for me. Those who have never come to know him, hey, we need to remind them and they need to know it this morning. And then those who have come to know him, but they forgot that they needed the cross too. We're never above it. We're never beyond it. Is there anybody in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I need to come in contact. I need to come to the cross of Jesus. If you've never done that before, you want to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of your life, raise your hand today if you would, please. Is there anybody in the house? Say, man, I know I can't get to heaven without Jesus. Raise your hand today. I'm going to pray with you. Anybody in this house? God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. All right, I see some hands. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to repeat this prayer with me today, everybody in this house. Say, Heavenly Father, I cry out to you. I need you. Please forgive me. Jesus, Come into my life, into my heart. I'm sorry for my sin. I believe, Jesus, that you died and you rose again. And now I call you my Lord. You are my Lord and my Savior by faith. And I confess it with my mouth. Thank you for your forgiveness. I want to have my moment with you. And I want to have ongoing moments with you in Jesus' name. 
I want everybody to stand to their feet now, if you would, please. And everybody look at me as the music continues. As you look this way and you say, Pastor Matt, I want a revelation of the cross. I want the cross to touch my heart each and every day. I want to hear from God. I want to know about the cross. I want to seek Him. I always want to remember what He did. I always want to be grateful for it. Would you raise your hand today? You say, I want that. I want that from God. I want a revelation of the cross. I want to be near Him. I want to understand what He went through. I want Him to work in me because of the cross. And I want Him to give me a revelation of it. In Jesus' name, let me pray over you today. Your humble hearts as you raise those hands. Father, in Jesus' name, we submit ourselves to you. We need you, Lord. We can't do it without you. Deal with any pride in our lives, God. But right now we say, Lord, we can't make it without you. We cannot do it without you. We want the cross of Jesus in our lives. We want to remember it. We want to think about it. Lord, we want to live it. We will always treat the blood of Jesus as sacred and holy and precious, and a one-time event that changed history, divided history, and brought us to God through faith, if we'll accept it, if we'll believe it, if we'll live it. We thank you today, God. Now begin to pray for those that are on your prayer list or in your hearts, people you've been praying for, the impossible people. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead. Go whisper it to the Lord. Say, God, whatever it takes, bring them to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to the Lord about it just for a moment. Say, God, you're working in me, you're dealing with me, now deal with them, bring them to the cross, in Jesus' name. If those folks have stopped listening to you, if they've stopped listening to everybody around them, Lord, bring them to the cross through these people, Father. There are many people that have a sphere of influence that I'll never be able to touch, God, because I don't know who they know, but God, they're set up in those families, in those areas, God, in those jobs to be able to reach people that other people cannot reach. Father, hear your people today. And whatever it takes, bring these people to the cross, God, so that they can have their moment. So that they can have their moment, my God. We give you praise. We thank you, Jesus. We worship you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is there anybody in here who says, man, I was positively touched by the cross today and by what Jesus did today. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Go ahead and be seated real quick if you can. We're running a little short on time, so we'll keep it moving. If you need an envelope for tithe or offering, go ahead and raise your hand this morning, and the ushers will see to you. Also, the ushers will go ahead and come to the front with the offering buckets. Thank you so much. Anybody need an envelope for tithe or offering? There's somebody over there. Raise that hand high. Sister needs one. Thank you. All right. Let's pray again together. Thank you, Father God. We worship you. We give you glory today. We give because you gave, God. Everything we do is because of what you gave us through your word, through the Old Testament and the prophets and the Psalms and the, the books of prophecy, God. But the cross, the dividing line for history, the difference maker, the changing factor of all of history, God, we respect what you've done. We honor what you've done. We're grateful. We will always have grateful hearts for what you've done. 
And we give because you gave so much and we'll continue to give. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. When you're ready, go ahead and bring up your tithe and offering. Go right ahead if you would, please. God bless you. John, do you have a mic? Do you have a mic for John? Which one does he use? 